This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Yesterday on the show, we uh, read a text message from one of our listeners reminding everybody that deer hunting season began this week, meaning that deer may be uh, more prone to running out of the forests into the roadways, which can be a scary thing if you're driving a car, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, if you did not heed that warning, here's a story that confirms the deer are a little worked up this week. This is from Michigan. A deer crashed into a lingerie store and trashed the place before finding its way back outside. Here is the owner of Curvaceous Lingerie, Lauren Palmer, talking about what went down. We had a deer leap through our glass door and create an entire ruckus all the way around the shop. This was a big buck. It was not a small doe by any means. I mean, you were not going to mess with this deer. (laughs) The big buck with its antlers smashing through the lingerie store. Are you picturing this buck jumping back out the window, but now it's got like... Uh, panties. A hundred percent. Like an old clothesline. Yeah, yeah. It's, got it's got like a, a polka dot brassiere hanging from one of the antlers. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good country song. Instead of there's a tear in my beer, you can yeah. do there's a brassiere on my deer. <laughs> Get on it, Luke Combs. <laughs> there's a brassiere on my deer. <laughs> it's crazy though when you see a video of a deer get it like when it they'll occasionally jump through a plain glass plate glass window a, a restaurant a barbershop every once in a while you see yeah. a video but it's like when they go through the glass they get so confused and the ground is so slippery all the time that it turns into like worse than a bull in a t- china shop they, they yeah. start running around their legs they don't get a grip they're running into everything and they're turning around they're spinning bull in a china shop maybe over in uh, in Europe, that happens. Or, you know, like, where do they do the yeah. running of the bulls? Yeah. This side of the world, the the phrase should be, it was like a deer in a lingerie yeah. shop. It should be deer in a strip mall. Because that's always <laughs> that's always where they smash through. <laughs> Some hunter could get himself in trouble here when his wife says, whose bra is this? Oh, that's Bambi's. What? <laughs> Who is <And> Bambi? <laughs> <laughs> the buck wearing a bra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now all the other deer are calling him the buck. I'd like to. Well, okay, now. Enough? Yeah. Uh, so watch out. They're, the deer are a little confused right now with with the hunting season starting this week. Ask a lawyer. We've got our lawyer friend Ian Sneddon from Cohen Highly in studio with us. And Liam is on the line. Hey, buddy. Yo. Okay. How's it going? I, I, now I'm questioning the validity of this call before I even get to it, but you, right. you say this is a true story, Liam. I'm not joking. Okay, give it to us. All right, so met a fellow a few months ago, and he had been in a relationship for a while, and a new person came into it. He described it as a love triangle, so I, I pictured Charlie Sheen's situation. <laughs> but the three of them... Wanted to buy a house together. Uh-huh. So let's say it, it fruitions. So, so it's a love triangle to me is like they're not all in love with each other. That's like two of them are in love and the other one's kind of a third wheel. But this is like more well, of a menage a trois. Yeah, supposedly it's all reciprocal between the three of them. Okay. So it's a three-way uh, relationship. It's an isosceles. 
<laughs> so they want to buy a home together. And let's say they all have jobs. They all buy a house together. But two of them in a few years decide they're going to stay and the third one has to go. What happens to the house? What happens to the whole ordeal? I hate to break it to you guys, but with interest rates, we're all going to have to be in threesomes <laughs> to afford a house <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so wouldn't it just be the exact same as, as a, like a normal couple? Like you, you're, all your names are on the mortgage. Yeah, you, you'd want your name to be on the title of the house, absolutely. Right, because unless you're married, then there's no right to – there is no matrimonial home, so it'll go by ownership. So you would want to have a third ownership if you want to – Share it equally. And is there a limit to becoming common law with somebody? Like, can we get a twelve some in here? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you, you get know, a triplex. If you're sleeping with all your roommates, <laughs> will you eventually be common law with everybody? I I don't think so. The legislation doesn't contemplate that, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Well, uh, how disgusting! These are modern relationships. Yeah, somebody's got to set that precedent. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about it. So it would be the same, though. If, if they all have their name on the title and one of them leaves, the other two would have to buy that person out. Right. All right. Huh. Liam, are you all satisfied right. with that answer? Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> are you I one of the people in the threesome? Is no, it? no, yeah. I'm not. I'm no. thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, it's starting to sound like a good idea. We're advising you this morning, if you're thinking of getting into a three-way relationship, just listen to some of the questions we have about how difficult it is to break up a two-way relationship. Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got Calvin on the line. Calvin, you've got some problems going on. What's up? Yeah, I do. Um, so I left my ex-wife, I guess, two years ago now, and I haven't seen my kids for about a year and we haven't settled anything obviously but uh, she keeps telling me that I abandoned them but she's not letting me see them so she's saying you have abandoned your kids you are saying she is withholding the children from you that's right yeah what does Calvin need to do Ian well he needs to see a lawyer right away um, at at Colin Highway maybe uh, Kim Doucette uh, does a lot of custody. Time is of the essence here, though, isn't Absolutely, it? Absolutely, yeah. Because if you if you go too long without seeing the kids, one, it's not good for them, and secondly, a court will uh, say that you have acquiesced or consented to the uh, the status quo or, or what is existing yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. You, if you the don't do something rates. about it uh, sooner than later, you almost are admitting, yeah, I've abandoned my family. Right, and then it's much more difficult to get a parenting uh, regime back in in place. How old are your kids? Uh, There's nine of them, so they range from two to 17. I don't even know how you'd withhold nine kids (laughs) from a person. (laughs) It would be tough to contain. I can see how you're nervous about paying child support, though, (laughs) because that's uh, not cheap. Holy moly. But you want to see your kids? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Well, like Ian said, get on it um, sooner than later because, yeah, you got a bit of a fight ahead of you, buddy, and we wish you the best of luck, okay? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Calvin. If you need a lawyer, if you've got a question you want to ask off the radio, cohenheiley.com. Ian Snedden, thanks for coming by. We'll see you when you pop by next month. Yes. The Taz and Jim Podcast.
This one kind of blindsided me. Do you know uh, Channing Tatum is going to be Lenny Kravitz's son-in-law? I did see that. Yeah, yeah. Zoe Kravitz, he's dating? He's engaged to Zoe Kravitz, Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Mm-hmm. She played uh, Catwoman in the latest Batman movie. Yeah, did a pretty good job. I thought so. Mm-hmm. The two met well... Uh, working on a film together. It is actually Zoe Kravitz who cast Channing Tatum in her first film that she's going to be directing. Sounds like a power dynamic I'm not comfortable with. (laughs) The film is called... I can't even say this on the radio. What kind of movie is this? Huh? P Island. Wait, but P is short for something? P is short for something. (laughs) Okay, I have a few guesses. One in particular... Is like the Tom Jones song? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Another word for cat, island. Maybe it's an island full of cats. It could be a kid's movie. I don't know. Hmm. But uh, I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Poor title choice if it is. Walk it back. If it's an animated film. Um, Yeah, they're, they're uh, they're feeling the love there. And it'd be pretty cool to have Lenny Kravitz as your father in law. It would be cool. You could he, when he dies, you get all his scarves, you know. <laughs> That's the first thing. That I'm pops like, well, he's in already rich. He's already rich, Channing. <laughs> what about his motorcycles? That's cool. He's, he's got guitars around yeah. on his motorcycles. Yeah, no. His scarves, his, his big sunglasses. I hope that Channing Tatum isn't just using Zoe Kravitz to get to Lenny Kravitz's <laughs> scarf collection. He's a scarf digger. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Remember uh, about a month or two ago, we had Allie from our promotions department in studio, and we were learning a little bit about her, and she told us how she used to work at Disney World. Yeah, yeah. And we had all sorts of behind-the-scenes questions for her. What's Mickey like? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is there a, a tier system if you're one of the princesses? Do you get treated better than the people wearing the big heads in the costumes? Sure. She said yes, by the way. She of said course. The, the princesses think they're all that. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't ask her this, and I'm regretting it. We, I'm going to have to track her down and find out if she knows anything about people pooping in line at Disney. What? There is a uh, news site called SFGate. They just did a big article, a deep dive on a longstanding rumor. That Disney guests are so desperate to keep their spot in line for the major attractions that they will relieve themselves right in line, drop deuces on the ground if they have to. I figured this was like they planned ahead and they were wearing a diaper, and this is just, you know, they feel it coming on and they just let it happen. How many times have I told you about the value of wearing an adult diaper, Jim? Too many times. (laughs) Way too many times. This would be a place where it would come in handy. Someone someone on Reddit recently said they saw a parent let their kid uh, take a number two while standing in line for the Star Wars Rise of the Resistance ride. Um, you know what? I Actually, I was at Canada's Wonderland when my son and I were waiting to go on the uh, flight deck or Top Gun, whatever it's called. We were right near the front of the line, and he had to go pee. And I did let him kind of go underneath, and there was like a little shed, and I said, just go pee behind there. So, P, P is different. I mean, that's still, 
not ideal. I mean, that's still somebody going to the bathroom outside. But if as long as he's tucked away and nobody's seeing him, I don't think it's a big deal. But dropping a deuce in the line while people can see and smell. Especially indoors. And this article did find that there is truth to the rumors. Um, and there's actually a hallway uh, called the Poop Hall because it happens so much in line for the Avatar, Avatar Flight of Passage <laughs> Ride, yeah, because some of these have rides a, a poop hall that where employees can access the line to clean up poop. Oh wow, yeah, because some of these things they're in like a fake mountain, and you kind of like go through the mountain to get into the ride itself. So yeah, I could see that enclosed space getting disgusting quickly. They even have a secret code for it now. <laughs> if you're working at Disney, um, or now if you're at Disney and you hear them announce that there's a code H. Oh, I was hoping it's going to be like, we got a splashdown on the log ride. <laughs> Someone had a splash mountain incident. <laughs> it's code H. H used to stand for horse. Apparently, this has been around for years because they have the main street at Disney World where they'll have the horse-drawn carriages. Okay. And code H used to stand for horse, meaning that a horse has taken a dump on the on the road and it needs to be cleared up. Need a shovel man, yeah. Now the H stands for human. <laughs> that is sad. We've devolved. That's awful. Even the horses are shaking their heads. <laughs> You're like, that's disgusting. How least, far they've come. <laughs> at least I'm outdoors. <laughs> yeah. The Taz and Jim Podcast. In New York City, they can't stop green ooze from running down the street, coming out of the sewers. <laughs> It did look like a bad 90s movie set, eh? Like fluorescent green liquid bubbling well, up. Obviously, the first thing you think of is... Yep. Either that or the River of Slime in Ghostbusters 2, but that was pink. That was pink oh, slime. Yeah. <laughs> so green slime running out of sewers in New York City. People were freaking out, wondering if it was like a radioactive leak, what was going on. And they figured it out finally, Jim? Yeah, yeah. It's nothing that fun, unfortunately. Not aliens. Uh, it's actually a type of liquid. I guess this is semi common where plumbers will put a fluorescent liquid in uh, down pipes they suspect have holes or leaks in them so that you can see where the leaks are so this is a fluorescent right. green so you see where the leaks are coming from so the city is saying that's what it is it's a green dye uh, to detect leaks and in sewage systems um, and it makes sense yeah, but could you, they you pick can't like, use brown dye. <laughs> but I feel like blue. Blue is the international color for cleanliness. You know right. what I mean? Blue Windex. is blue is the the substitute color for gross things in television commercials. You are very correct. And you want to show nobody's how disgusted by blue. Something is yes in a TV commercial. You're not dumping any other color liquid on there. But yeah, because it's weird. Imagine but if blue. they put green on those commercials. The you problem wouldn't. is there's a bodily fluid that can be green. Yes. Comes out of your nose, usually. True, true. Well, there's it's, there's green can come out of a whole lot of places, Taz. You don't even want to know, bud. <laughs> but yeah, blue is like Listerine. Everything blue is minty. Blue isn't coming out of your body. No, it's not. So that's why blue should be the color yes. that is used for this sort of thing. 
Yes, and it's just less terrifying when you see it bubbling out. I'm sure it'd be if, freaky if it was, still. Yeah, glowing blue slime would be concerning as well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But thankfully, they, they had an answer yes. to where the stuff was coming from. Uh-huh. Uh, but if it smelled like spearmint, you that wouldn't be... kind of yeah. nice. <laughs> Especially in Manhattan. Oh, for sure. <laughs> All those fresh-smelling rats running around. Wouldn't it be nice? The Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, if you are driving through Lambton County today, you could get slowed down in traffic because a giant Labatt tank is going to be delivered to the factory in London. Time for us to fast and furious that bad boy. <laughs> Hijack it off the trailer. Fire up the Camaro, Jim. <laughs> Let's go. I'll get a dune buggy. Yep, yep. We just got to time it right. Somebody get a Brinks uh, truck or something like that to smash it off the road. It's an elaborate plan. We'll make it work. <laughs> you drive underneath the tank. Yeah, of course. We strap it on somehow. Devin Peacock will be on one side in his car. I'll be on the other side. We'll shoot a harpoon Yes, it. yes. And then as it's Simple. going across the bridge, the really long bridge, that's when we make our move. And then we'll have our own massive beer tank to do mm-hmm. with whatever we please. Spend time with family. That's it. <laughs> Uh, the giant beer tank is going to be entering London, uh, Fanshawe Park Road, they say around 1 p.m., so 1 until 3 from Fanshawe, uh, down Highbury, Hamilton Road, Horton Street, Richmond, and Gray Street to the brewery. Okay. Use alternate routes if possible. That's from 1 till 3 giant uh, beer tank. It's part of a $13.5 million investment from Labatt as they expand their capacity within London, Ontario. (laughs) The tank holds enough to fill the pool in London's Canada's Aquatic Centre. The Canada Games Aquatic (laughs) Centre? That's that's a lot of beer, man. Now let's do it. Prove it. Fill up the pool. Fill the pool with beer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we will when we steal the tank. Yeah, we'll live our lives, <laughs> live the dream. 597,000 hectoliters of beer in this tank. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be tough to miss if you're stuck <laughs> behind it. Yeah, yeah, tough to pass as well. Driving through Lambton County or in London, Ontario today. Good luck with that. Sure, they'll have the flashers on. <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. What are you laughing at over there, Jim? This lady's crazy response to the sound of styrofoam. She made a video, like a selfie video of herself, and she says, does anybody else have weird sounds that like make them sick to their stomach just by simply hearing a sound? And This, this is, is like her. a viral video you found? Yeah, and it, it, she's, it, you know, when styrofoam squeaks, it makes that squeaking sound, you oh, know, in a takeout yeah. thing. So she's got like a takeout box with some food in it, and she's just trying to explain how disgusted she is by the sound of styrofoam rubbing together and it, it makes her dry heave and almost throw up and this is what it sounds like. Does anybody else have like specific sounds that bother them? For me, it's styrofoam. <laughs> it's styrofoam. <laughs> like styrofoam rubbing against each other. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna try to open this. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Come on. Okay, here we go. I'm going to open this. 
Okay. <laughs> she quickly you think that's real? I do think it's real. I do because it's just it's so over the top, and I've seen people act weird around certain textures or certain sounds. Like my wife has this thing, and I've I've never seen it before, but it's when like a, a single sheet of paper is on carpet and it's like moving around and if somebody steps on it on carpet or if the dogs step on it kind of like a shh shh sh- yeah and it doesn't matter if it's like it, it upholstery in the vehicle or if it's like a throw rug in our house if there's a piece of paper on it it does the same thing where she like starts like dry heaving and like Ugh, like she does that it's weird paper i don't know on carpet i i have no explanation for it the styrofoam noise is a little it's almost like a nails on on chalkboard sort of thing, right? Like yeah. a high pitched squeak. I, I'd say for me, it's uh, if you rub a popsicle on your teeth. Yeah, I don't like that either. Yeah, that sound, the sound or the feeling of it. The sh- 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 yeah, like yeah, thinking yeah. of that sound. Does it make you dry heave or go no, and shudder? It gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, yeah. There, I'm, I'm trying to think of anything. Don't feel like barfing. But it makes you shiver. This lady... Styrofoam rubbing against each other. (laughs) All right. I'm going to try to open this. Oh, Oh, come on. (laughs) But I like the irrationality of it. Like, I can't explain it. It's the sound, whatever it is, the texture. It just makes me feel that way. Well, it's like the uh, NFL player is afraid of milk. Yeah, totally. Right? I, I've seen. I met a girl who used to be fra- afraid of bananas. Like, if somebody would be at a party in a kitchen and somebody would bring out a banana, she would have to leave the room, <laughs> leave the room, or like not look at it. And like, she, she would get between people and the banana so that there'd be a block, so she wouldn't have to look at the banana. Yeah, I don't know. This People's girl would make a great roommate, though. Why that? Well, you wouldn't have to worry about her eating your leftovers <laughs> that you bring home from a restaurant, right? Totally. <laughs> Unless you wake up in the morning and she's in the kitchen. <laughs> trying to get in your you'd stuff. Hear her, you'd hear her trying to steal your food. <laughs> Those are my wings. Earlier in the show, we were talking about this video that Jim saw online of a woman who does not like the sound of styrofoam scraping against itself does anybody else have like specific sounds that bother them for me it's styrofoam it's styrofoam like styrofoam rubbing against each other all right i'm gonna try to open this oh i'm so sorry it's a styrofoam takeout container I'm gonna open this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she does it super quick, like ripping a band-aid off to open it. <laughs> I I was calling BS. I said there's no way somebody gets that worked up hearing styrofoam rubbing against itself. But we've received numerous text messages from listeners saying that styrofoam for them does the exact same thing when they hear it. 
Yes. OMG, styrofoam. Yes, exactly that. Plus the sound of ice scraping in the freezer makes me cringe. That's kind of like mine with the popsicles on the teeth. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, when you're moving stuff around on the side of the freezer with like the ice on it, scrapes against the chicken breast or something. Uh, Ah. Uh, Another one here. Good morning. It's Dan from Lisso. I want to say something about the whole styrofoam video. My wife can't touch cotton balls without freaking out if she touches it. We've received a number of cotton ball text messages here. Dan, your wife isn't the only one. Yeah. A, a bunch of our listeners are saying, uh, I have a friend, and cotton balls make them gag if they <laughs> touch them. It's so weird. The texture, yeah. <laughs> More people about styrofoam. My friend is deathly afraid of styrofoam. Wouldn't get into a styrofoam bed for a million dollars. Another guy says uh, one of their co-workers is afraid of styrofoam, so they chase them around the job site with styrofoam stuff, of course. <laughs> My wife starts to dry heave when she sees somebody using a cardboard straw, paper straw, or wooden utensils. I agree. I also hate the texture of those, like wooden spoons that they give you in ice cream now over the yeah. summer. And when it touches my teeth, I don't like it at all. Well, I've heard I've heard of people not being able to put metal in their mouths, so they have to use plastic cutlery because really? they don't like the taste or the feel of metal in their hmm. mouths. I guess, yeah. Mm. I, I wonder what it all goes back to. I mean, the it has to start somewhere in your psyche, right? Yeah. Where does that begin? Um, here's another one. It says, hey, Taz and Jim, my wife has a strange one. Whenever she hears the sound of me sliding across our bed sheets closer to her, she gets a crazy headache. (laughs) (laughs) Starts dry heaving.